Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Good morning. morning. Let us pray. Holy God, when it feels that we are living in darkness, we pray that your light would shine and show us the way. In your name we pray, amen. We've learned that when Moses was on the top of Mount Sinai and God spoke to him from the burning bush, God told Moses his name, and his name is I am. So this morning, Psalm 27 could be interpreted in the following way. I am my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I am the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing I asked of myself that will I seek after? To live in my house all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of myself and to inquire in my temple. For I will hide myself in shelter in the day of trouble. I will conceal myself under the cover of a tent. I will set myself high on a rock. Now is my head lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in my tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to myself. Listen when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek my face, my own face I seek. I will not hide my face. I will not turn my servant away in anger, who has been my help. I will not cast myself away. I will not forsake myself, O God of my salvation." The other night I was driving in the car listening to the radio and this particular radio station was doing a fun drive 
and they said if you call in and you make a donation, you can request whatever song you want to your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, a love song. And not too long after that, someone called in and dedicated the song to themselves. They said, I am all that I need. When I heard this, I chuckled too. And then I felt a little embarrassed. And then I really thought about it. This person wasn't being selfish or foolish, just the opposite. They were saying that as long as they can love and accept themselves for who they are, then they're free to be a friend, to be a spouse. They are free to love others. Furthermore, I thought about it theologically. A person could say, the Lord is all that I need. And the Lord's name interpreted would be this, I am all that I need. In the book, The Color Purple by Alice Walker, there's a character named Sophia who ends up becoming the world's best salesperson. She goes through so much abuse in her life, she barely survives, barely even is able to function, but she does. So much so that by her older adult life, she stops caring altogether what people think about her. And so she's by chance put in charge of a general store and people end up buying a lot from her. Why? Not because they know her past, not because they pity her, but because she never tries to impress anyone. She just tells them the honest truth. They can take it or leave it, as far as she's concerned. And people end up taking it or buying it, as the case may be. So when Jesus says, I will make you fishers of people, this is one technique we can use to do that. We can fish for people first and foremost by caring for ourselves. Remember that Jesus said to love your neighbor as you love yourself. One way that Jesus showed us how to do this, how to care and love for yourself, comes to us from our gospel reading this morning. Jesus took concrete, real steps to preserve his life and not get killed. Sometimes we take that for granted because he was crucified at a young age, but we have black and white proof this morning that Jesus took steps to stave off death as long as he could. A friend of mine who spent their life in ministry told me that when I was getting started as a pastor, they said, you need to know something, Wes. Ministry can be rough sometimes. And she said, let me teach you something that a pastor taught me. You may not be able to prevent yourself from being crucified, but you don't have to help hold the nails. So when John the Baptist is arrested and death is imminent for him, Jesus goes on the run. He doesn't want to get arrested and killed like John. So he leaves the Jordan River where he had been studying and learning and being baptized by John. He gets out of there and he goes to Galilee, far away. 
and he goes to his hometown Nazareth for a while, and then he makes a complete fresh start by getting out of there as well and settling in Capernaum, a boom town where he could make a fresh start. And it's a good thing he did this because by doing it, he bought himself another three years of ministry. So when Jesus recruits his disciples right from the start, he's clear that this is going to be an apprenticeship, that they are to learn to do what he is doing. He doesn't say, come and follow me and shine my shoes and write down my every word. No, he says, come and follow me and I will teach you to do what I'm doing. You will be fishers of people. You will teach the teachers, train the trainers, influence the influencers. Fish for people. But it was no pyramid scheme, no Ponzi scheme, because Jesus was the real deal. He didn't just recruit people. He went out and he started to help people, curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This past week at Bible study on Thursday, we were talking about perhaps one of the greatest diseases, a spiritual disease that afflicts us. And what that is is what we call in the Lutheran church works righteousness. It's that lie that sneaks itself into our brain that tells ourselves that God is in the business of punishing sin. Because if we believe that, it makes us think that it's up to God whether we are blessed or not, whether we succeed or not. It makes us have a victim mentality. But on the other hand, if God isn't in the business of punishing people, then we have no excuse for not improving our own situation, whether it's our own life or whether it's our corporate, public fellowship in the world together. God has promised God is not going to punish us. God is going to pour out grace and love and forgiveness day after day. So we must take responsibility for our own salvation and the well-being of the world. That is why Paul writes to those who are being saved that the cross is the power of God a power that will not and cannot harm us because of Jesus. God is pure, unconditional love, mercy, and forgiveness. Amen. Please stand as you're able as we sing our hymn of the day, The Summons.